0: Hey, quick note before the podcast—we're testing out some video content, so make sure you search "Joe Momo presents" on YouTube or go to the link in the description. Let me know what you guys think. All right, take care. Bye. Hey, what's up, podcast family? This week, I talked to Jeff Davison. Jeff is the Ward Six counselor at the City of Calgary. Born and raised in Ward Six, Jeff Davison is best known for his skill at bringing people together finding common ground, and building policies and programs that help the whole community. Having spent over 20 years in the energy and tech sectors, Jeff was elected in 2017 to bring back a pro-business vision to the city council. Not only a Calgary councillor, he has a ton of other gigs. He's an entrepreneur, direct on many boards and committees, such as the Calgary Economic Development Committee. He's also a volunteer for many nonprofits and a debt to three kids. On the podcast, we talk about how to drive growth and not fall behind the digital transformation in the business ecosystem, building vibrant Calgary communities for generations to come, and much, much more. Remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. You get awesome local leader and entrepreneur stories each week, jam packed with their unique insights. Leave me feedback at joe at codessa.io on some of the questions or stories you want to hear. I read them all. Now to the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks very much for having me. It was great. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. You're actually an entrepreneur yourself, um, also obviously a Calgary counselor. Um, you have many gigs, actually. You're director of uh, many committees and uh, boards and volunteer, nonprofit volunteer, but, and also a father as well. But uh, perhaps before we get into all that, give us a little backstory: of who you are, what you're up to.
1: Yeah, you know, I wish I had some sort of like superhero-like uh, origin story, but, I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a born and raised Calgarian. In fact, uh, you know, I have the privilege of now actually representing the ward I actually grew up in and so and currently live in. And um, yeah, you know, Calgary is a great city, and I think it's uh, it's been home to me all my life. It's home to my three kids. You know, my wife, you know, she's from Edmonton, but we won't hold that against her. Uh, you know, we both grew up here and uh, yeah, just wanted to get involved and do something, you know, more meaningful for the community.
0: Well, that's awesome, Jeff. Um, yeah, so take me back a little bit. Um, were you always kind of precocious uh, politics and business or how did that kind of come about in, in your past? Yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, it's funny because I think, you know, like certainly when it comes to politics, I never, you know, I think back on my life and I was like, did I ever have a time when I thought I'd be doing this job? And I don't think I did. But, it, you know, back in uh, 2017, when I was elected, you know, I'd never run before. I'd never been involved in any type of political campaign. Uh, knew very little about running a campaign, Um, but I had a strong background in marketing and and communications and thought, you know, the time is right, the incumbent was stepping down. And, you know, ultimately for me, uh, you know, you kind of get a little bit tired of sitting around kind of, you know, bitching and complaining about what's going on in the world and wanted to get involved and do more because I thought I could certainly lend my skill set and what I've learned in business over the past 20 years uh, and bring that to the table. Um, It was, uh, you know, it was, it was a crazy election. I mean, but I think ultimately, you know, I look back and think to myself, why did I get in to doing this? And it, it, the same reason is what I have today. I mean, I've got three small kids and, you know, want to ensure that they have a great opportunity here in Calgary to grow up. I mean, I've got so many friends of mine that have, you know, their kids are older and coming out of high school and going to university. And, you know, they're, they're sort of starting to feel or be told that, you know, if you want to find opportunity, you're going to have to go someplace else. And I, I've always thought of Calgary as the place you come for opportunity, not the place you'd have to leave to go and find it. And so for me, that was, uh, it, it was a very personal decision to get involved in politics and, and just try and ensure that that next generation is set up for Calgary to prosper again.
0: Absolutely. You mentioned that you, you, you were born and raised here in Calgary um, and spent your pretty much professional career here. Um, from your perspective, Jeff, how has Calgary changed from when you first started uh, to today? Um, you know in some ways, I think it hasn't
1: in some ways it has i mean obviously you know the size and scope of Calgary has changed. I mean we continue to grow at you know somewhere between twenty two and twenty five thousand people annually and uh, you know and it 's funny because we we look back and think you know um, you know the oil patch was our our one and only uh, but calgary's really evolved into to various sectors, and you know when we talk over time about what is the diversification of Calgary's economy going to look like? There's no, you know, no more important time in in my opinion, to be making the move to diversification, not continuing to talk about it. So I think we've really evolved over, you know, certainly the short period um, into sort of including technology less than as a sector. You know, we, I think we used to think of technology as a sector and now it's ingrained into everything and really looking at how technology can, you know, move Calgary forward in in everything from energy to the ag businesses to, um, you know, pharmaceuticals. Uh, You know, we go back, you know, even last year, I remember talking with Calgary Economic Development and we had about 2200 open uh, tech jobs Uh, that quickly grew to 3000. And the latest number we just got is 10,000. And so, you know, there's an incredible demand for technology. And, you know, the one thing Calgary has always been really good at is we've got a highly educated workforce, um you know we're we're an entrepreneurial city and when you combine those two things uh technology just seems to be the path
0: forward absolutely yeah i've actually had a few uh technology startup founders on the podcast and yeah it's just really exciting to see where Calgary's going uh the future of our economy um it seems like we're coming up with some pretty cool companies at least and um yeah, um well,
1: and I think we always have, right? I mean, I think, you know, I go back to my own experience. I mean, in 2009, uh, you know, I started a tech company with uh, with a group of guys. We took it public. You know, it was um we had a uh uh, you know, mobile hyperlocal mobile search application. We grew it to 25 million users in 10 countries. Um, you know, the challenge for a, an app or a technology company in Calgary back then was you know, we were so focused on the last boom and bust cycle of energy that uh, nobody was paying attention to you know small cap publicly traded uh, technology companies, and so you know at the time it, it really decimated the amount of talent we had, and we've really spent the last decade trying to get that back. And I really think that's where you know Calgary will learn from from those experiences and say, you know, it's okay to be more than oil and gas. It's okay to be all things energy. Um, you know, even when we consider talking about oil and gas in, in our city it's really about talking about energy. I mean I don't know any major oil and gas company that wants to be around for the next five years they want to be around for the next 200 years. And so how do we you know leverage the talent and expertise we already have in that import that over now to the energy industry or to the technology industry so that um, you know we can really advance uh, you know Calgary to be all things energy.
0: That's really awesome. No, I, didn't, I didn't realize that uh, you were um, you know, such, such a big startup or I guess the tech company before uh, your career in politics. But how has that kind of helped you, that transition from uh, business to more politis- uh, politics, politics, uh, helped you along your path?
1: You know, it, 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 the outcome we had, I mean, we exited the company in 2012 and it was not a successful outcome. You know, effectively the company ran out of money um, and, and filed for bankruptcy. Uh, you know, the challenge back then is, um, you know, for me, I remember even in 2009 sort of beating the drum of economic diversification and looking at Calgary as a technology uh, center. And, you know, it was it was relatively falling on deaf ears. And then, you know, lo and behold, a few years ago, we started saying, you know, we should really be diversifying into technology here in Calgary. And it's like, we've been saying this for how long, right? And, um, but I'll tell you the experience in going through that, through, you know, seeing, um, you know, startup phase to almost, you know, rise to success and then, you know, an abrupt uh, failure. Um, it, it teaches you a lot. It teaches you a lot about what it's like to be an entrepreneur. It teaches you, you know, how you write the checks, not cash them. You know, it's uh, it was a tough time and it, it, it it's really helped me shape um, politically now why I'm so involved in, you know, the economic files at the city, because I do believe that we've got a chance to, Uh, diversify. And if we don't get on it, we're going to lose out. I mean, you know, when we think about the uh, situation, I mean, Calgary has kind of what I call the trifecta of downturn, right? We've got obviously low oil prices that are affecting, um, you know, provincial and and to an extent Calgary's revenue. Um, You know, we have the COVID-19 issues that are going on in business. And then, you know, you just have a world economic slump that's also happening. It, It tells you that you have to compete differently as a city. And I think, you know, that's the one thing we did well even back then was you've got to learn to compete differently and, and aggressively because you know, where we're at right now as a municipality, other jurisdictions are waking up and they're saying, Hey, we're going to go after those things too, because maybe we can. And if we don't get out ahead of the race here on it, uh, you know, we're going to quickly find that, uh, we talked too long about the strategy on diversification and forgot to actually execute it, which effectively means your strategy isn't worth the paper. It's printed on.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the common themes that um, I come across a lot on the podcast interviewing other successful uh, business people is uh, resilience. And I think building that resilience is really helpful uh, on your path. But for you personally, Jeff, what's, what's been a big challenge that you had to overcome? I know you already mentioned the uh, uh, startup uh, running out of cash, but what's something on your path that you really had to pivot and learn from?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would say that's one of the, you know, the biggest business learnings you can ever have is seeing success with a company and then abrupt failure, right? And it's really what you take and do with that next. And and to me, you know, a lot of people will point to you and say, well, you failed at doing something. Well, at least we were out there trying. At least we we got it across the line. It just didn't sustain. And I think that's where you have to think about that resiliency end of it. You know, again, you know, there was just no support back then for small cap publicly traded tech companies in Canada. Uh, let alone in Calgary, you know, across the country, we were just seeing everyone was saying, you know, from, from all the VC funds to the investment bankers were saying, look, like the only way to succeed is to hold operations down in the Valley. And I've never believed that I've never believed you have to be, you have to leave Calgary for that, you know, that to happen to see that success in technology. Um, And I think certainly that dynamic has changed a lot, but when we talk about even resiliency, I mean, you know, the one thing I think we always forget and, and probably there's no better time in our history to remember is that Calgary is a resilient city. You know, we've been known as many things. We've been known as a cow town. We've been known as an oil town. We've been, known, you know, a stampede town, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it tells you that Calgary can and will reinvent itself when need be. And I think the time is really upon us to do that. Absolutely. No, I love that.
0: Um, I just want to quickly switch gears. I want to kind of go back to your, uh, career. Um, Obviously, you don't mind me drinking my coffee halfway <laughs> through here, you know. So, I got yeah, three cool. kids,
1: you got to stay awake somehow.
0: Exactly, got to stay awake and grind through. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I once got accused out in public. I had I, I a photo of like me with a Starbucks coffee and a beer in one hand, and that was like parenting. And then people were like,
0: you shouldn't say that. And I was like, well, whatever, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you, uh, Jeff. Um, obviously you go through ups and downs, uh, whatever path you, you choose, but, um, what's something that you wish you would have known when you first began your career?
1: You know, I, I was thinking about that question a lot and, uh, you know, uh, I think I, you know, the biggest thing is, is really thinking about, you know, doing things for the right reasons and, you know, fundamentally the importance of relationship in any business. And I think, You know, that's the one thing that, to me, is sector agnostic. It 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 transcends uh, all all levels of business. It transcends politics. Everything. It's it everything you do in life is about relationships. You know, how you treat people, uh, how you how you let people treat you, um, the friendships you make, the the partnerships you make. Because I think, you know, Calgary more than anything, you know, people always say when they come here, sometimes it's tough to get a job, and it's it's a lot because. Calgary has always had that sort of small town feel. And and kind of what I mean by that is that, you know, a lot of people become employed because I contacted a friend or a friend of a friend helped me out. We've always been that city of sort of, um, you know, everybody's kind of about a hand up, not a handout, if you will. And so I find that through relationship building, you know, I wish I had really started to build more meaningful relationships with great people earlier on in my career, because I think you get so focused on, you know, what you're on and what you're after and, and how you want to get there, um, that you forget it. You're not going to get there on your own. It's always going to take somebody saying, yes, it's always going to take somebody believing in the idea or, or whatever it is. And, and that's the critical piece.
0: Um, I find absolutely. Yeah. It's the people you surround yourself with, um, whether yeah. you're building a company or even just looking for a job or relationships, Yeah, relationships, everything, um,
1: well, it, it, it's funny too, because I think it's, you know, we, when you're, when you're new and young in, in career, I think, you know, you can always tell when, you know, individuals out there have had somebody help them out because, you know, often I think, you know, people are a little reserved to do things like, well, I want to go work at that company. Maybe I should send the CEO a note and just see if they'll have a coffee with me. And, you know, you'll probably get a lot of no replies. You might get some no's, but there are people that will say Yes. And when you have the opportunity, take it up and go, go and talk to them. Because I think, you know, the people who say yes, are the people that remember somebody took that phone call for me and I'm going to pass that forward. And that's kind of how I've always looked at things too. So.
0: Absolutely. We have a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs, even entrepreneurs listening. And I love what you just said, that just reach out and you never know who's going to say yes, but um, what are some kind of tactical strategies uh, you'd implement to kind of get those connections and um, introductions?
1: Yeah, I mean I think, you know, I, I I don't know if it's it's tactical or strategic or anything, but I think it's really about having the drive to see it succeed and and having the foresight to know that, you know, nobody expects you to make it on your own, right? Like I say, you know, you're whether you're out there raising money for a company or pitching an idea or, you know, pitching yourself for a job. I mean, I think it's it's all about connection and and how you connect with people, uh, you know, is really what's going to dictate where that takes you. Absolutely.
0: Uh, My next question for you, Jeff, uh, it's kind of two parts. Um, It's what's one common myth about politics or tech or or startups uh, that you wish would be uh, debunked?
1: Common myth, hey. Um, You know, I I guess the one myth I find relatively entertaining right now is the thing that Calgary is known for, right? I mean, it's the, oh, I didn't know you did that, you know. And, you know, to go back to sort of that comment about, there's 10,000 open tech jobs in Calgary right now. I mean, it tells you that, you know, number one, there's a myth out there that Calgary isn't technology. We're only oil and gas. And I think, you know, that's a big misconception. I think Calgary is an energy city and I think we should embrace that. But I think that's where we take those, you know, you know that set and that expertise and that global knowledge of what we know how to do better than probably anyone else in the world and how do you apply that forward and and be known for things like clean tech, like energy, uh, you know, st- startups, uh, battery powered, um, you know, all the way through to technology and everything we're doing, right. It's that reinvestment in our community that I think is, is hugely important. Um, but I think the myth exists that we only know how to reinvent ourselves and, and reinvest into one thing. And that's just simply not true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking on that note. Um, yeah. i Connect with a bunch of uh, organizations here in Calgary that's uh, really looking to um, diversify and add more to the entrepreneur and tech scene like platform Calgary to name yep. name one yep. um, but where Great group. I, yeah, absolutely but where do you see or I guess what what other organizations or um, yeah that you you'd like to spotlight uh, on the podcast uh,
1: you know I think you know platform does a, does a fantastic job of of you know really kind of, you know, pushing that envelope on all things technology forward. And I think, you know, it's, it's where we make the partnerships with groups like that into, you know, Calgary Economic Development into the Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund. I think, you know, we we're fortunate in a way that we have so many different groups that are willing to uh, advance, um, you know, whether it's the startup world or the technology world, they're, they're willing to advance business in our city. And that's a good thing. I think where we have struggled as a city is a little bit of you need to, you need to all be aimed towards the same goal. And that's where I think, you know, we struggle as a city a little bit is that, you know, there's, you know, a little bit of a leadership deficit in the city is what I would call it. And, and the problem is, is when you have that, you have groups working in silos. And so it's not necessarily about do they or don't they do great work. I think they're all doing phenomenal work. The question is, is can we get them to do that phenomenal work and aim towards a common goal?
0: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my next question for you, Jeff, uh, I'm I'm always curious when I ask this question because some people say it's a little trickier, but um, what's one question that you never get asked that you wish it would be asked? Um, would you
1: like a million dollars? <laughs> like literally no one ever asks me that, you know, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could ask that. I, you, I'm actually. willing to say yes. I mean, I really don't <laughs> know what I have to do, but yes, I think <laughs> so (laughs) yeah I mean it's uh, you know I find um, being in the position I'm in now I mean it's it's great because I think you know you get a lot of asks uh, from all different walks of life all over the map and I just try to do my best to to help people out where I can because I think you know again I I value the help that I've always had in my career path and and even in you know running for politics I mean it's it's incredible how many people can get behind you and, and want to see you make change. And so for me, it's, you know, it doesn't always have to be about big change. If people are asking you to make that small change and help them out, I'm always willing to do, but you know, they'll ask me anything, but nobody ever asked me if I want a million (laughs) dollars.
0: Well, I was going to ask you if you want a million dollars, but (laughs) well now, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my next question, Jeff is what's, what's Jeff curious about right now? What's uh, what's on your mind?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think, you know, you you really have to boil it down to where are we at globally right now? You know, I'm curious as to see where, where we want to go, not just as a localized society, but in general as civilization. I mean, you know, you think about all of the challenges we have out there, uh, how are they going to help transform uh, where we go next? And I think, you know, we've got some challenges that we've got to face as to whether or not those are going to be challenges for the better. Um, and so, you know, part of that is, is you start to think about, you know, can you separate yourself as a, a more localized jurisdiction that's doing things differently, no matter what's going on out there in the world? Um, can we survive at doing that? Will people believe in that strategy to do it? I mean, you know, we've got, we're, we're poised for an $18 billion digital transformation over the next few years. Can we achieve that? Um, or are the misconceptions and myths about Calgary too great to overcome? Um, you know, it's, it, it's really about trying to figure out uh, you know, where the buzz and excitement are and, and how we can leverage that into where we go
0: as a municipality. Absolutely. Where do you see yourself? I know it's kind of like a cheesy interview question, but where do you see yourself uh, in the next five or so years?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, hopefully still in politics, you know, this is, I feel like, you know, I've only been at this for three years and, you know, you feel like you come into it guns a blazing and think I'm going to change the world today. And you realize, you know, change takes time. And so, you know, I'd like to be at this for another little while trying to, to affect that change. I mean, I've certainly worked, uh, worked on some very large and, you know, from, from a public point of view, uh, people have said the files I've worked on were impossible. And we saw success with those files, right. Such as, you know, Calgary's new events center. you know, love it or, or hate it. Um, you know, it's, it's the one thing that I leveraged relationships. I leveraged, you know, my past career and knowledge and just looked at things differently and, and the outcome will be successful. And, you know, over the short term, people will say, well, you know, are we just supporting hockey? And it's, it's not about that for me. It's about, you know, I have a vision of delivering the cultural and entertainment district for Calgary and you know i am on a path to go and achieve that and so um you know we will require follow-on investment we're working very heavily on that right now you know we're trying to get that up to the tune of two to three billion dollars in and around that district in that area because i think it's going to be important for calgary not just as as a gathering place or you know for the for the concerts and and you know the sports and and all things we will have it's going to be important to show people that you know, when in doubt, Calgary can and will achieve uh, great success in in doing very big things. And so, for me, you know, I don't feel like my time is done in in looking towards that vision.
0: Absolutely, no. It's you're doing a tremendous job. I think you're trailblazing a lot of paths for the city. Um, one thing I'm always curious: is people like yourself, successful entrepreneurs, and even just business leaders and uh, innovators. How do you how do you find that? Work-life balance. I know lots of people are working from home these days. A lot of our listeners actually um, working from home as well. But how do you find that line between work and uh, family time?
1: It's tough, right? I mean, you know, when it comes to politics, it's uh, you know, it's it's a twenty-four-seven job. I mean, you never feel like you're you're actually turned off and can go and focus. And so, I think it's just about you know, for me, uh, you know, I, I work on a whole bunch of different things, ranging from, you know, I've got a, a new startup I'm sitting on the board of that just went public, um, so that requires some time. Uh, I'm actively involved in the Hollywood filmmaking's industry, so uh, you know that requires from time to time a lot of attention. And then, obviously, this job in politics is, um, you know, it, it it it's a it's a colossal amount of time uh, to invest but you have to pick your battles. And I think, you know, for me, um, you know, coming into a job in politics, you have to realize that, you know, you're not going to be all things to everyone. You're not going to be, you know, able to save each and every file or working on each and everything. I mean, there's just, there's not enough time you could possibly give it. You have to rely on, you know, your colleagues around you to take on, you know, what are the things that interest them and, and have the faith that they're going to do great work in that as you hope they do for you. So, Um, but the family life side of it is it's, you know, it's an incredibly important balance that you have to, um, you just, you strike as an individual because I don't ever want to let my, you know, my career or what I'm doing, get in the way of, you know, the goal that actually brought me here to begin with. And that's ultimately my kids.
0: I love that. What's kind of leads me to my next question. What's something that you're proud of that we haven't touched on in the interview so far?
1: Um... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'd be proud of my kids from it's a day to day thing, really. You know, sometimes it's the. Uh... <laughs> no, I mean, you know, look, like I think, you know, going back to just, you know, achieving, uh you know, seeing council back me on the event center and and really what we're trying to do in the entertainment cultural district. I think it's, uh you know, to me, it was almost unbelievable when we got it done. It was, you know, a, I had always had the faith that we can negotiate a good deal. I had always had the faith that if you bring in the right people to help you and ask for their help, they, you know, you could change the narrative and get it done. And I really feel like, you know, if people can kind of move past the talking point of the building, you know, this is, it's going to be an incredibly beneficial revenue source for us, not just in the sense that we will get revenue from ticket sales that go on in the building, but the uplift in the district. I mean, you know, you consider that just about no other municipality has, the available downtown land base that Calgary has. um, And you consider that, you know, effectively we've collected zero tax dollars on that land for the past hundred years. Plus Um, you know, to me this is an incredible opportunity to sort of expand that tax base and not the tax rate. And, and at the same time, you know, you're creating new sources of revenue for the city. You're creating a phenomenal asset for our city that, you know, arguably every Calgarian will see benefit from whether you attend festivals or you just want to go down for dinner and be part of you know a, a bustling group I mean there's something for everyone down here and and that's really what we want to make it is Calgary's greatest gathering place that we could ever envision and achieve
0: hmm. well, that's awesome if uh where can our listeners connect with you online
1: where can i connect uh everything is jeff davison yyc so through twitter facebook instagram uh at jeff davison yyc and then uh my website is jeff davison
0: yyc.com cool what actually one thing i really want to ask you was um obviously you're you're super busy and your time is super valuable but what's um are you listening to anything or reading anything that's really inspired you uh recently uh you know like my kids
1: uh kids tv shows don't really do it um but uh <laughs> No, I mean it, it's funny because you know I you know working in the entertainment industry, I mean you know you watch a lot of things that are fun. I mean you know I I, I laugh because my my new favorite show right now is Cobra Kai. Like you go back, <laughs> it's an amazing show. You should watch it. Um, but it, you know it was funny. I was I was thinking about what are the things that kind of inspire me, and you know although I you know it's a little it's about a year and a half old now or two years old now. You know the one documentary that when I talk about politics that has always stuck out in my head is the Running with Beto. Uh, documentary that HBO did, you know, it's, uh, I don't agree with the guy's politics all the time, but to see this guy, you know, go from sort of local level politician to, you know, running against Ted Cruz and raising, you know, $84 million to this grassroots initiative, you know, out raising his his opponent, like six to one type of thing. Um, You know, it's in, to me, just so incredible when you have um, passionate individuals about their community that, you know, have a vision that, uh, you know, can just build the momentum of people behind them. And then, you know, sometimes you you win those races and sometimes you don't. But, you know, the amount of push and momentum behind a campaign like that is just truly inspiring. And so it's, uh, it, you know, as we kind of move into this uh, very, uh, you know, challenging time in, you know, things like watching US politics happen in November and, you know, who knows, we could be into a Canadian election by then as well. I mean, a lot of that uh, the visual we get, you know, from, from, you know, U S media that, that flows across the border, you know, it's important to always kind of look back and say, well, what else is being done down there? Right. You know, it's not all doom and gloom. We've got to look to the people that actually are truly inspiring and, and hear their stories.
0: Absolutely. I have to say you're part of that, uh, part of that as well. You're really inspiring. And I think uh, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Um, i happy to be here. <laughs> I like to end the podcast with the guessing, a question, a phrase, or a statement for the audience. So my last question to you, Jeff, is: uh, Do you have a question, phrase, or a question, or a question, phrase, or a statement for the listeners right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was, I was thinking about that, and I think you know, I I don't know the origin of this one, but I I, I often hear the the language the comeback is greater than the setback, and I really think that is where we are as a as a city right now because I think. Calgary is poised for this incredible comeback and you know there will be no looking back once we start moving forward on this and to me that's uh it's exciting and it's inspiring.